So here we are again. (laughs) And uh, I thought something that's been coming up for me last uh, over last while this uh, theme of great heart. Um, So it it occurs a few times in the in the scriptures, but it's a nice. uh, it's got a nice feeling to it, evocation, something we'd all probably immediately get a sense of, oh, that will be good. <laughs> you get a feeling for what that's, what, what that would feel like, grand and uncompressed and not in a hurry and spacious and settled and room for all kinds of things to happen, you know, and also alive, you know, not some kind of, uh, um, you know, empty space, but something that's got some ability to to uh, feel and communicate and live with yeah so uh, and actually this is something that is um perfected by uh, arahant um you know they really you know you get really take it all the way to the limits but most of us can at least get a little bit bigger <laughs> and uh one of the things i'd like to um bring to mind with this is actually it's it's uh, it gets bigger by itself the more you stop compressing it the more you stop burying it under your worries and doubts <laughs> and fearfulness and defensiveness and and uh, all these other things that that happen for us you know you know, actually, it's quite a l- natural and obvious, lovely thing that we all can experience at times and feel much enriched by the times we can experience something that's grand and spacious and unflustered. Un, uh, and yet, a lot of the time, we don't quite get there. Things are pushing us around, things are burying us. We feel in a hurry. We, we lose our sense of balance because we're often stitched up into situations where we're not really living our own lives. We're kind of performing a function or a role or, a, you know, taking on somebody else's stuff. So Great Heart is also very authentically, you know, intimate. It's something that's in your, you could say, in yourself. Mm. And a lot of the time we're not really completely in our own space. We're in kind of outer space. <laughs> You know, you're getting pulled out by this and that and the other, and perhaps doing things that you're not really get clear about. You know? Or we, we become some identity or function or, you know, that really isn't true, it's just something you have to do, you know. So I think we spend a good deal of our lives like that, in that place. So this is, you know, unfortunate. Mm. Because there's this lovely reservoir that we could dip into, and the beauty of this is the more you dip into it, the more you seem to take out of it, the bigger it gets. The more you dip into that quality of spaciousness, of compassion, of empathy, of kindness, of confidence, the more you you dip into that, the groundedness of that, the bigger it gets. You don't lose anything by using it. Mm. 
so you know, so in a way, it's something you don't actually have to build it up. You just have to keep going there. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody has this quality. You know, we can all do that, but it's not that we don't have it. We lose. We lose access. We lo- We keep going out. Uh, rather than in, yeah, we keep running out, chasing images of happiness and perfection and gladness and so forth. But really, it's not to chase those ideas and images, but actually come back and open open a channel to something that's quite innate in human beings. Mm-hmm. You might say that the fundamental innate manifestation of that for human beings is our sense of um, compassion and a moral sense if you don't want to harm other creatures because we know what that feels like so we don't want it to happen to us we don't attempt somebody else so that sense that's that's an aspect that's the kind of that's where it starts that's where you can always recognize it when something you oh no no I don't do that because it would hurt them or it would yeah, it would be ignoble. It would be degrading to act in such a way. So it's both a sense of you value your own clarity, your own honesty, your own integrity, and also you value the lives, the welfare, and of other people. Hmm? This is not remote, is it? It's easy, and yet you know, the times you're called upon to think that way, perhaps are less often. I mean, you know, to think about getting something done or what, you know, how to get something happening or, you know, you start blaming people or you're encouraged to blame people or (coughs) find fault with other people or other countries or nationalities or whatever, you know, rather than, oh, the sense of some gentleman just like me, you know, makes mistakes and so forth. So it's it's this sense of um, great heart is a we sense. And so that you, when you start to recognize as people, you definitely don't feel very we about, you know, then that's, that's the area you've got to start hmm, looking at the perceptions, the images, the ideas we have of, of others, you know, and the way we can, you know, uh, project negative or, or fantastically um, idealistic perceptions of other people. Them, him, her, who's out there. Unreal demands, unreal expectations, rather harsh criticisms, um, not really understanding, you know, the nature of anger or fear or jealousy, which we all can experience also. They say, well, just like me, they, if I was there in that situation, I'd be like that too. Mm. So this is often a reflection that's very helpful in one's life to to um, work with those places where we feel ourselves defensive or critical or conceited or so on. Mm. <coughs> anyway, a lot of the what we when we come on retreat, then one of the fundamental things that we practice is actually just. Mm, you know, creating pathways, clearer, fuller, broader pathways to this this very useful 
uh, it's very useful in a, in a functional way yeah, and it's actually for one's own welfare and you see through a lot of this, the images of self and other that remain the biggest obstacle to awakening there's this image of self and image of other people yeah, so the great heart starts to you know, move past these boundaries into a really sensitive non you know non differentiated state mm. and i think you know as much as there is things to do you know there's kind of efforts to make a lot of it is really you know as we probably all recognize for retreat a lot of it particularly at first is just letting go or putting aside you know the places and the areas in which we just keep running out often when we don't even want to run out we just got so so used to it that it, we just do that you know the concerns the thoughts and minds of somewhere else keep running somewhere else we haven't really even arrived here yet i wouldn't think mm. so the first thing is just to say you know if you to 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 check the outflow that running out to allow ourselves to come back into here because mm. great heart's only going to happen here <coughs> and this is uncomfortable like any any habit that you challenge is uncomfortable you know like giving up smoking or coffee or tea or whatever sugar you get the craving you know it's a good thing to do you want to do it and you get, you get the craving twitching <laughs> find your hand reaching for the pack or whatever it is you know the comfort thing just one push that button light that thing and you'll be there blissed out again you know so uh, it's that sense of um, you know one of the big forms of retreat is the degree of of putting aside renunciation, you know, putting things aside these eight precepts which we will determine mm. yeah. and obviously the moral precepts are yeah, pretty standard I would think they wouldn't need a whole lot of explaining mm. and the renunciate precepts and also renunciate you say the protocol of being on a retreat um, when you're sharing it with 40, 40 something people, you know, and the need to just keep coming back within one's own space and yet sensitive, aware of the space, the privacy, the delicacy, you know, respect for other beings. How we use the common areas, dormitories, how we move in and out. You know, we've all got to get through these two doors. Most of you've got to get through one door, which means generally waiting for 40 other people <laughs> or 20 other people or having 20 people behind you and you feel they're pushing you along or 20 people in front of you who are not moving fast enough, you know. So it's a lot of that kind of renunciation, renunciation to one's speed, one's time you know, one's one's own bubble, because we're now in a bigger bubble, you yeah. know, where 
the advantage of it is if everybody can tune into that there's a really lovely sense of sensitivity and sharing you know like you notice people are caring and considerate you know that, that's very very pleasant place to abide in and it, it means that uh, you know without even talking you get a sense of there's a connection and uh, sympathy and empathy if we all use the place in this way you know tidiness and uh, punctuality and realizing being patient you know queuing up for things all that's part of it So and the, so this this uh, and then putting aside, mm, yeah, you know, speaking, yeah, just putting that aside. So that's kind of strange, you know. It can be pleasant for a, a while, you know, relief. And then also there's a kind of little buzz and. Can, you know, chatting that way is uh, happy feelings come up. So putting that aside, and it can be a rather bl- raw, blank feeling that comes up instead. Yeah. Or in fact, or you find yourself very much kind of falling back into the just this emotions and thoughts. It'd be so nice to just get it off your chest and talk to somebody else about it. <coughs> mm. Yeah, so it's uncomfortable. Uh, and that's the nature of renunciation, and that's 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 why, of course, it's difficult. But it is rather like um, coming off of a habit. Um, you know, there's this uncomfortable region before it actually bears fruit, where you feel finally more settled, and you've cleared something in yourself. Some of the nervous energy has changed the staleness or the stagnation which needs stimulation has actually passed so you don't need the input the nervous restless agitated states have settled so you don't need to kind of find someone else to unload onto yeah uh, that's the fruit and you, that's what gives you the gives you the sense of confidence and of course in doing that listening to yourself and being with your own discomforts this is where this is the, the really home base for the development of kitchen sink compassion here and now empathy you know not about the starving in Ethiopia which is don't leave them out either but also just this very kind of mingled mixed up unsettled being yeah that's where you're going to be with that one for 24 hours a day it's yeah, that's where that's where it starts you know it's not it's very m- humble modest and yet immediately practicable mm-hmm. and so actually coming through that you know the two two main forms of development of great heart are like an inner firmness sort of the here-ness a, a polarity a sense of presence you know, which get through, which comes through your body sense. So this is where you 
the mindfulness of the body, breathing in and out, posture of the body, standing, walking, just coming to the body sense, that gives you that aspect of the firmness. The uh, um, so everyone's in flustered, and then the sense of compassion, empathy is the heart sense, and around all that there's also renunciation. Yeah. And so all the two go together because as soon as you actually come into, you know, stopping and stand and sitting and being with breathing, then your mind just spins loose. You know, all that energy suddenly got nowhere to resolve itself. It just comes careening off, as you probably recognize. And then, you know, then you can start fighting with it, following it, running around, chasing it, getting lost in it, sinking in it, you know. But really main thing is just the firmness and sense of compassion you know, coming back, drawing it back mm. listening, breathing through it feeling the energy, steadying it just like uh, it was somebody else mm. And then in a way, I think, lesson one, or insight one, you might say, of meditation is uh, this development of uh, kitchen sink compassion. (laughs) You know, you realize you've got to be nice to yourself. Whether you're, you know, whatever you like, you've got to, that's got to happen whatever you think you are, you know. And then, of course, the benef- once you do that, then with that sense of compassion comes the, the realization, oh, that's not who you are. That's just something that's happening to you. Yeah. So second insight comes along with the first, when you, oh, that's, that's not my mind. That's just something happening to it. That's just all those thoughts and feelings are just things that happen to it. They're not actually me. Hmm. Yeah. So those two come together, really. So there's wisdom, and and comes with that. And it really doesn't. You know, you get down to it. You get really pragmatic. Actually, you think it doesn't even matter if it jabbers away all day and all night because it's. You know, the main thing is to develop the right relationship. Stop getting wound up with it, and when you bring that around, then it begins to just calm by itself. And it comes and goes. Mm. So tonight um, we'll take the eight precepts and I'll talk again, go through some of these things. Um, first precept to refrain from 
potentially taking the life of any breathing creature. The pana, one who breathes. So this is even including insects, I guess. Yeah. But um, not mildew. <laughs> mildew is beyond the pale. So you can clean your teeth and things like that. <laughs> uh, second precept, refrain from taking anything that is not, isn't directly offered or given. So there's um, all the things here are offered for one's use. They're just, uh, and then, you know, then you look after them, respect them. Food is offered at certain times. Drinks are offered at certain times. And then when the time's outside of that, just um, keep the precept of leaving it until it's time to be, until it's offered. So, um, the precept refrain from sexual, any se- any sexual activity this time. So with this, um, say particularly on, on, a, on a retreat, then there's a whole sense of being emotionally quite, quite spacious, quite restrained, you know, just drawing it in. So the, the energies which we're all sensitive to, warmth and uh, interest in this nature, then we're just actually trying to p- draw that in, you know, to warm ourselves with. And uh, recognizing that as you get more sensitive, you can experience the quality of, of uh, kindness and compassion from other people without a lot of engagement. Fourth is refraining from um, harmful speech. Uh, This means uh, on retreat, generally it means, you know, as a standard to refrain from talking, you know, conversation, talking. So really, you know, to bear that in mind and you know, so unless there are things that just like single words or have you seen a pillow or where's the toilet or something like that, you know, we just really need a piece of information um, to refrain from conversations. And uh, also with this to, um, you know, refrain, first put your mobile phone in a bucket of water for the 10 days. Or, or put it to one side, switch it off. Life can go on without mobile phones. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's um, we used to live without these things, <laughs> and uh, I, I still live without one. Uh, and, and I, you know, I was slightly bemused as to why people have so many of them. You know, everybody's chattering away and texting each other. Um, you know. So it's a kind of like a, there's a sort of nervous energy to it. And what you don't want to do really is to start importing more stuff. You know. So to just really make the, the resolution just to switch it off. You've got somebody who's kind of in dire straits or sick or something like that or elderly parent you might say well you know I just check in with your 
five o'clock or something once a day just to say I'm alive, you're alive, great. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, find your way with this, but really, all these precepts, you find your way with it, you know. I've got no, I don't, personally, I don't mind, but, you know, really to make use of retreat, that's why I just encourage it, because, you know, because these are not moral, these are more something wrong, morally wrong. It's just the sense of really making the best use of the time that we have. It's just like ten days, nine days, you know. Mm. And going through some of those rough patches, because actually it's in the rough patches that the really what gets generated is is wonderful. You know the 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 grand the ability to be with oneself to start to you know shepherd one's mind and care for it. Also, I would uh, recommend just ch- tuning down the whole kind of verbal thing in terms of books and uh, reading stuff. You know, or, I mean, you might want to write a few notes. But also, if you know, you get these insights, you start writing them down. Then three weeks later, you look and think, what a twaddle, you know. (laughs) 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 So it's, 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 you know, it's okay. You want to write yourself 25 words or something, something to just bear in mind. Um, But I would avoid doing a whole kind of, logging in a whole journal personally refraining from uh, intoxicants should be easy enough and uh, (laughs) since there aren't any (laughs) (laughs) and also refraining from Having food after the after the midday period, and this is the called the vikala, is the word, vikala bhujana. So this is um, vikala just means outside of the time, vikala outside of the time. So in this retreat, the time is really the, you know the the lunch time period, and after that, after lunch time, then that that's it. Um, and that's quite a nice training too, you know. So you, you know, sometimes your mind can anticipate, um, you know, the certain death one is going to experience in the evening. <laughs> and actually, you, and you don't. But you also there can be dis- discomfort with that. So if it feels uncomfortable, you know, I'd recommend you uh, drinking, drinking water. You know, it doesn't. It's now completely. My stomach has died. It's given up completely now <laughs> doesn't com- mumble at all doesn't complain <laughs> and it's actually it's the benefit of it is you, your metabolism quietens down in the evening and you don't get the, the sleepiness of food so and then really, even when you have your meal it's good to just um, you know keep slow it down so you just really eat to, to satisfy hunger and it can be if you go too fast, you find you're probably going to eat more than you need. 
If you eat more, you need your, your body has to use up energy to digest the food, so then you feel really sleepy. And then actually, if you if you eat a lot more, then your stomach stretches, and then as it as it as you empty out, then the stomach feels uncomfortable. So just learning to to um, pace your eating. And if you eat slowly and chew a lot, then it it does um, you get the maximum. And you don't need so much bulk. Mm. So it's another thing to find your way with. Um, what's the next one? Is it beautification? <laughs> yeah, entertainment, beautification and adornment. <laughs> well... Looking around... You all look very beautiful to me <laughs> <laughs> already. <laughs> so you don't need to, to gild the lily. Uh, and uh, so entertainment, you know. Also staying within the boundary of the, the Amrawadi site, which is the, the field out, out back and around the whole site. So just keep yourself within that if you want to go for walks around that area or do exercise is quite good yoga there'll be some yoga classes for people in the evenings uh, yoga sessions so you get a sense of exercising and uh, resting and these things mm. then refraining from um using higher luxurious beds which refers to um you just kind of lolling around you know u- using beds not just to sleep in but to kind of loll in loll luxuriate in so just u- using the beds simply to take a rest when you need it to rest your body and there's a skill around that too if you if you uh um, you know, it's like if you, particularly if you develop things like like yoga, stretching, then you, you actually get a lot more uh, energy. So you don't need you don't need the kind of oblivion of sleep. Um, you, in the meditation, you get clean out the mind, so you don't need so much. And you get if you if you exercise your body well, then your body's not so tired, and you don't get stiff. Mm. But again, you work, find your way with that one. Mm. Just checking out sleep. And sleep is uh, um, it's necessary, but it's it's um, you know not a lot of mindfulness in sleep. Most people, it's just mind just runs off the off the leash, all over the place, and then you've got to wake up in the morning and kind of get it back and bring it up again and so I also recommend uh, not getting up at the last minute in the morning you know learning how to get up in that rather groggy perhaps unwilling state (laughs) slowly breathing in breathing out you know breathing out deeply breathing in slowly just bring breath into the 
to the body to energize yourselves. You know, walk around a little bit, get some fresh air. So you freshen up before you come to the sitting. Otherwise, the sitting you're going to be crumpling over, um, you know, sleepy. So those are the eight precepts, and perhaps I've explained them in English. We can uh, take them in the formal way. I'm using the Pali, which is. 61. I'm going to take the refuges as well. So, would anyone like to request these on behalf of the group? Yeah? Those who want to say it together, say it together. <laughs> the rest of you can just <laughs> follow along. Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namotasa Bhagavato Rahato Sama Sambuddhasa Dum Saranam Gajami Tamang Saranam Gajami Sangang Saranam Gajami Dutiam be Bhutang Saranam Gajami Dutiam be Dumang Saranam Gajami Dutiyampi Sangang Saranang Chahami Dutiyampi Sangang Saranang Chahami Dutiyampi Bhutang Saranang Chahami Dutiyampi Sangang Saranang Chahami Undertake the precept to refrain from taking life of any living creature. Adinna dana, where a manesica, padang, samadhi army. Adinna dana, where a manesica, padang, samadhi army. 
Take the precept to refrain from taking that which is not given. Abramacharya Vermane Sika Padang Samadhyami. To take the precept to refrain from any inten- intentional sexual activity. Mutsavada Vermane Sika Padang Samadhyami. And to take the precept to refrain from lying. Suramarayam Majapamadatana Vermane Sika Padang Samadhyami. And to take the precept to refrain from consuming intoxicant drink and drugs which lead to carelessness. And to take the precept to refrain from eating in inappropriate times. Na chigita wati to visukita sana malaganda vilipana taharana mandana viposana tana vera manesika padang samadhyami. Take the precept to refrain from entertainment, beautification and adornment. And to take the precept refrain from lying in a high or luxurious sleeping place. Imani at the Sika Padani Samadhyami. Imani at the Sika Padani, Silena Sokating Yanti, Silena Boga Sampada, Silena Neputing Yanti Tasma, Silang, we saw the ye. So these eight precepts are a source of happiness, source of true wealth, source of peacefulness. This likes this is the um, optimal insurance policy: <laughs> happiness, wealth, and peacefulness, guaranteed. Therefore, let virtue be purified. Sadhu.
Okay, let's um, just come into presence, 15 minutes or so, meditation. So it's the beginning, is our, is our resolution, so fir- firmness, firming up. It's not, so it's coming into firmness, gradually firming things up, putting things aside, and coming to the simple firmness of, of a posture, you know, sitting with a sense of grandeur about the sitting mm. upright and finding the balance so that the body the upper body balances above the legs so all the weight transfers down the spine to the ground. The idea of the sitting posture is that through finding this balance you actually have least strain, least least fidgeting, least having to hold yourself up because you're balancing all the weight above the um, seat of where you're sitting and it carries down into the floor, into the earth. And so just getting a sense of the earth and the planet beneath us, letting your legs really rest into that, feeling yourself being held by this, the earth. And then the most important piece is the your abdomen, lower back, sacrum, the waist, just drawing up through the tail, through the spine, drawing the spine upwards as if perhaps if you're lengthening your waist, just pulling it up through the back opening the abdomen so you're not folded over and just to try stretching a little bit and relaxing a little stretching a little just noticing you can flex this area the lumbar region and the tailbones and the lum and the sacrum you can flex them backwards and forwards and rock and Making it so you finding the way in which this this area, which is your your principal support, comes into its true um, strength. Mm. It really is a matter of 
of balance rather than a lot of push. You just stretch it around and feel where it starts to be able to hold your upper body, everything above the the um, the waist. Mm. It's helpful to the area between your shoulder blades if you draw that in as if it's moving in to, uh, towards the front of your body so it's like drawing that area in basically because a lot of the time we're sort of more hunched over so that, that tends to round out when you're driving or reading or you know you tend to hunch over so perhaps it's necessary to to pull the other way so you're the area of the spine between the shoulders you pull it in uh, again stretch it around find the balance but you notice if you do draw it in it naturally draws your neck into alignment with the rest of your spine so you don't get the neck the head hanging forward and with that alignment of the neck with the rest of the spine your muscles around your neck can relax so you don't get this tension in your jaw and the head balances on top of the spine rather like a a ball on top of a, a fountain of water should require should be just that balance whereby you can gradually and successively relax the neck muscles and the jaw and the temples and the side of the head and the face and the eyes and the forehead mm. and of course the more you let go of tension the suddenly you feel sleepy un drowsy unfocused because it's the tension that's keeping you awake you know, so you, you release that and you feel a bit loose. So perhaps keep your eyes open. Focus on the firmness of the posture and breathe out deeply. Consciously, deeply. And when you get to the end of the out breath, uh, wait and let the body be empty till you start to feel something wanted pulling it, pulling it in. So make just check the breathing rhythm mm. and then always through the nose. So this means that the center of breathing drops to the abdomen. It pulling pulling air through the nose means your chest can relax and the breathing becomes calm and deep and very nourishing keeps one helps to keep you awake without um activity you know so it's both restful and wakeful
This is the, you know, if it's cultivated, this is the perfection of meditation, restful and awake. 